anime. Hello, it's episodes 48 to 52? Correct. Correct. I always think it's one more, every single time. Yeah, the numbering system's weird. Counting mm-hmm. is hard. So, yeah, counting numbers are fucked up. <laughs> so, uh, we left off with a space battle coming up, and... That takes up a pretty good amount of these episodes. Like, there's a lot of space battle stuff, but luckily they mix in uh, intrigue with it, which I think a little bit helps yeah. a lot. Yeah. So, uh, episode 48 starts out with uh, Galactic Empire has a hundred thousand ships, and they're all just kind of piling into Free Planet Alliance territory. Uh, Bucock's there, and I guess most of the Free Planet Alliance fleet's there, and there's he's kind of praising Ryan for how good he's making these ships look in fleet borders and all that. Um, the Free Planet Alliance, unfortunately, as we've mentioned in the previous episode, has a bunch of like newcomers and derelict people and people who are not very good at their job uh, since it was so hastily put together. So uh, randomly parts of the Free Planet Alliance fleets just start firing because they're getting nervous. And this kind of just sets off the battle mm-hmm. without anyone saying anything. Yeah, like it ended up just being a scramble entirely because yeah some some random chuckle fucks just started shooting when everyone was already like trying to figure out positions and stuff yeah so it starts off kind of messily and in the beginning it's actually interesting that the free planet mines pushes back mittmeyer and his fleet which is surprises reinhardt a bit Uh, but he says it's more desperation than courage because the free planet lines know if they don't win this they're screwed um Mm -hmm. There's a lot of fleet movements. There's, we won't really get into so much of it. There are some funny sections, though. Um, first one is uh, we see uh, after, like, fighting happens for several hours, like, there's a whole, like, I guess, new asteroid belt of ship debris uh, since there's so many people just got blown up. And the nearby sun, I guess, somehow creates tidal forces to pull this into, like, a gravity situation. I have no clue. Yeah, yeah it's it, kind of some <laughs> stupid pseudoscience Again, bullshit. If you want, if you want the space battles, I'm gonna be real. Just watch the series because summarizing them here would be the only the only reason I'm mentioning confusing. this. Yeah, the only reason I mention <laughs> this is because later on it comes into play. But um, is this like yeah, it's like oh, it's, like a a sp- it's a space hurricane? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, something like that. <laughs> Um, during all this, Bukok is leading the Fleet Planet Alliance forces, and he knows that he has to really just stall and wait for Yang to show up. So they're kind of um, at a stalemate for most of this. Eventually, both fleets pull back and they regroup and rest because, like, there was kind of some uh, some of the fleets just kind of got decimated, so they needed to regroup and all that. Um, Oberstein, during all this, knows that they're stalling and tells Ryan that he needs to have a decisive victory soon, otherwise Yang will show up. So they send Bittenfield in. Uh, Bittenfield, of course, being the idiot he is, just charges straight out at them. And I don't get really what happens during the scene because he has to go through this gravity thing that uh, I mentioned earlier, the debris gravity field. And, like, Bukok knows that this is happening and he fires on him, but somehow, like, Bittenfield still destroys a huge section of Bukok's fleet. I think the whole thing there was that... Um... Bittenfeld just had so many dudes going full bore that it just, you know, overwhelmed them with numbers, I guess. Yeah, because like, like the- yeah, like, like Bittenfield did a bad job and I think took like Pyrrhic losses. But at the same time, yeah, I was just, the yeah. FBA is totally overwhelmed on numbers. It, it kind of reminded me of the whole thing from Futurama with, um, with the with what am I blanking oh, on the captain's the name? Predetermined yeah, kill the, uh, of the bots, <laughs> the kill bots with the kill counter, and just you know, Bittenfeld just like fuck it, send my men at him, do it. Yeah. 
So uh, the FBA is taking staggering losses here, and uh, Bucock thinks that they have lost the fight. Um, he tells all of his fleet admiral people on the bridge that uh, he's going to go spend some time alone by himself. And everybody on the bridge is just kind of looking at each other and knows he means to go off himself. Yeah, everybody, <laughs> I love that this is just a known thing in this like branch of the military in space war. is just like... The admirals don't even have to say anything. They can. They, there's no euphemism. The euphemism is, uh, well, I uh, gotta go take a shit. I won't be back. And everyone's just like, oh no. Yeah, I've got a, uh, I've got to go jacket like super bad. Uh, so leave me alone, please. If you hear a gunshot, that's just the video. I'm into some weird shit. Just fuck off, okay? Grandpa's into some weird <laughs> shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so he retires to his room and he gets the gun already. And of course, the second in command, Boston, is like, "Listen, you can't do this." And it's at this point you see that Bucock is like really torn over the fact that he has caused so many people, both under him and on the other side, to die for something that's so meaningless. Um, the the second in command tells him that, "Listen, I know you're really sad about all this, but when we lose this war, uh, you know the Empire is going to have war crime tribunals, and we're going to need someone to take this. And if you don't take it on yourself," Uh, it's going to fall to everyone under you also dying. So if you're going to die, you might as well, you know, take one for the team. And that kind of gets him, says, okay. I mean, I guess yeah, it's a, it shows a well, bit of his a, character that he he's willing to, you know, I mean, I guess he's already resigned himself to death, but he's going to take it for the team in this situation. Yeah, he's just like, hey, how about instead of shooting yourself, can you just like, yeah, exactly, take the fall for... Yeah. At least a few people. Yeah, Yeah, so it shows that he has at least commitment to the men under him. Um, He goes back on the bridge and is about ready to surrender, and uh, Yang shows up. Um, The Galactic Empire, it's funny because they show a scene of the Empire, some Dune Empire ship is like, oh, there's a reinforcement fleet coming, and it's actually the Free Planet Alliance, and they freak the fuck out. Um, The Empire is wondering if Yang is planning on getting behind them to Vazan and trying to cut them off, so they're frightened and they kind of pull back their forces for a bit. Uh, but Reinhardt says, no, fuck that. We're going in. And he gives a speech to the fleet saying, hey, we're also going in. So, <laughs> hey, uh, <laughs> everybody, we're going in. Yang is here. It's time to go in. It's my turn. <laughs> yeah. But uh, Bukok and Yang sort of retreat and get uh, you know, put back together because his fleet's kind of staggering. Yang's been you know, going full bore from Izzelhorn trying to get here in time, so they need to do some regrouping. Uh, but Yang is lamenting the fact that he if he was here only half a day earlier. He could have made the difference during the fighting and not have all, all, all these losses and stuff. Um, and then the end of this series is just uh, or the end of this episode is Bukok. Um, <laughs> I mean, series. probably the end of the series. Let's be real. <laughs> it's probably just Reinhardt getting fucking mad that Yang keeps like undermining him. Like those rascals, those that fucking those kids. Yeah. I would have gotten away with it if it wasn't for that meddling Yang. Who stole damn. my newspaper? God damn it, it was Yang again. Yeah. Yeah, ah. my, there's a scene of Reinhardt getting real pissed that Yang's always fucking up his plans. <laughs> but uh, during all this, uh, he, uh, not him, uh, Yang Skypes into Bucock saying, Hi, happy you're safe. Good job for not killing yourself. Thanks for not doing that. And also Julian just shows back <laughs> up and meets up with the fleet. Julian's like, hey, reason. I'm here. So I'm in Destroyer. Please don't shoot me. Yeah, that episode really didn't have a lot going for it, aside from the fleet battles and ships exploding and all that. It was space battles, yeah, yeah it was a space battle episode, which, like, cool, I'm glad those exist, but for the sake of podcasting, not the best ones. Yeah. So, <laughs> episode 49. <laughs> yeah, so uh, after he meets up with Bukok, I guess Yang goes back to Heineson, and he gets promoted to Fleet Admiral. 
it's just kind of weird that he would like leave the battlefield to go get a promotion in order to go back to the battlefield. <laughs> but uh, I guess yeah, there was like time, at first so. I thought it was at first I thought it was a matter of like like it, when it comes in it's really confusing i'm like oh did they just win like did yang just win the whole thing yeah okay. it, it, there's no segue between 48 and 49 so it's kind of a strange transition yeah um it's noted that he's the youngest fleet admiral in history and the narrator's getting all hyper about that um after his uh promotion the there's a bunch of free planet alliance politicians that come in and at this point you can see that they're extremely nationalistic uh, they keep asking him if he loves his country and he's going to sacrifice himself for his country and they want him to make sure, like, promise to them that he's going to get a win. And yeah, promise that you're going to, like, win and save the Free Planet Alliance and then go to, and then take over the entire Galactic Empire, like, all that shit, basically. Yeah, yeah he's, and Yang's sort of like, you know, you should plan a contingency in case this doesn't go well. What, 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 what do you mean? Yeah, luckily, he, like, he brings up the Green fact Horn. that like he may lose, and like this freaks out the politicians. Like <laughs> they I've just never can't understand it. Yeah. So uh, he gets he gets together all of his underlings, and they talk about what his plan of attack for defending against Reinhardt is. And he brings up the thing earlier that Reinhardt does not have an heir, and that if he somehow gets Reinhardt out of the picture, all of his fleet admirals, which were united under him, are going to probably you know fight each other for power. And so they figure that the best way to f- end this war or at least cause a stalemate in any case is to kill him on the battlefield yeah um so that kind of causes a second a second civil war except among competent people so it'll probably be a lot bloodier and slower yeah and exactly and dragged out yeah. yeah so um we get a scene of uh rootenfield meeting up with reinhardt because he had been chasing yang from Islehorn and he eventually groups up with the rest of the galactic fire fleet um, there's a scene of Reinhardt uh, talking about how supplies are becoming a problem since they're so far into the FPA territory. Um, <laughs> it's funny because they show a uh, they show a cutscene of some dude saying, "I will do the best for getting all these supplies. I know it's an important task, and I will do my best." And you know, all the supplies will get to you. And then it immediately cuts to him being attacked by FPA forces. Mm-hmm. Within a couple of minutes, he's <laughs> back in front of Reinhardt, kneeling, kind of like, "Well, <laughs> that that fucked up." Yeah. Uh, so. Back to Yang, um, he understands that it's not going to be easy getting to Reinhardt to kill him, and he's going to have to basically frustrate him enough so he puts himself on the battlefield, which means that he has to go and basically clown on a bunch of his admirals first. Uh, Mm -hmm. He knows he wants to avoid Rutenthal and Mittenmeyer because he knows that they're actually competent. So um, he goes, uh, he starts, uh, what am I trying to say? He starts planning on doing hit-and-run tactics sort of stuff. But uh, they go into that mm. a bit later. Uh, getting out of my notes yeah, then out of this order is here. where the press shows up. Uh, at, like the multiple reporters, like all start being like, "Promise us you're gonna win. Say you're gonna win, unless you can't do. Why won't you say it?" And then, <laughs> luckily, Frederica steps up and is just kind of like, "Hey, we, if you fucking ask us one more question, I'm gonna get you like quartered for fucking <laughs> leaking military secrets." Yeah, she so fuck off. Yang up. is very busy and tired. <laughs> like. Yeah, just straight up in in a much nicer way. Basically, is just like if you don't leave, you're all going to jail. It should be noted <laughs> that during off. this scene when they rushed Yang, uh, Shen Kop is with them, and he pulls a gun on mm-hmm. the reporters. Oh yeah, just immediately <laughs> Shen Kop just blammo, guns are on the table. Uh, the other thing I like too is 
Frederica, as she states, like, Admiral Yang is very tired. Like, Yang's face looks like someone who hasn't slept in a month. It's very good. <laughs> yeah. Um, there is a scene of Julian walking around Heineson, and I guess, like, his news, his story of him stealing the Empire Destroyer and getting back to the Free Planet Alliance had become, like, a news piece. And, like, it's obviously, like, straight-up propaganda, but, like, he's seen it on televisions, like, outside and everything, and he's getting all embarrassed about it. Uh, Yang and Julian go out to some restaurant and get food, and he teases them about it, which is funny. Um, it's not too much uh, about here. It's just mainly that Julian is filling in Yang about what happened with his trip to uh, Fazan. He tells him about Boris and how they got back, and how, he told him about Digsby dying, about Rupert getting killed by Rubinsky, all that stuff. Told him about Konev. Konev. Oh, yeah. who's that? Oh, that fucker from when I was a kid. He was a jerk to me. <laughs> Uh, they talk about the Earth cult a bit. Um, Yang talks about how the center of humanity has moved away from Earth, how it, just how it's moved out of, like, for example, the Middle East when humanity started. And it's the cult is wrong to try to force people to go back to Earth because it doesn't really matter anymore. And he kind of does the offhanded thing. It's like, you know, this Earth cult thing is kind of weird, especially with Trunit being involved. Maybe we should get Bogdashu on it so, you know, he doesn't try murdering anyone. <laughs> um. Yeah, so then Bitten uh, starts pushing for an attack on Heineson. Yeah, so it's a discussion Reinhardt's strategy. Reinhardt's talking to all so, yeah. his admirals. Bittenfield wants to just go straight up to attack Heineson and get the war over with. Uh, Mittenmeyer says... And Mittenmeyer's saying, like, no, take it slowly. We got to make sure we're okay. Like, there's no reason to rush this. We're going to win. Let's make sure it's clean. Like, let's keep it clean. Let's do it fast. And then Bitten is... Bittenfield is like, yeah, pushing for... Let's blitz the planet, take it over, shut the whole damn thing down, yeah. and just... Yeah, close it out. Um, there's more scenes here of Yang talking to, I think it's Julian, about what beating Ryan will do for the entire uh, universe. In that, like, the Free Planet Alliance will benefit, obviously, if Ryan's taken out of the picture and the Galactic Empire falls in the Civil War. But people will still get hurt, both during the fighting and in the resulting Civil War. And he tells Julian not to fight without thinking about enemy civilians. Like, don't think nationalistically in this situation. You have to think, like, humanitarianly about what your actions will do. Uh, what else goes on here? Yang, or sorry, Reinhardt is... Uh, it's Ryan, yeah. <laughs> Ryan is sick, and he just, like, even talks about, uh, as he's lying in bed, he's just like, oh, God, I'm maybe I am overdoing it. When's the last time I just stopped for a day? And he's like, oh, it's really like two and a half years ago, huh? Man. And then he, like, remembers, he's like, when's the last time he even had a fever? And then he has a flashback to, yeah, his sister taking care of him when he was young. And it's also weird. He's kind of, like, seems a little sad about it. Like, he's kind of like, man, remember when I was friends with my sister? Shit. <laughs> yeah, it's also weird because they show um, Ryan is being attended to by some kid that's, like, giving him, like... Yeah, it's like Emil. And oh, he, yeah. And he's like, oh, Emil, t- uh, Emil, I shall call you Kierkeis too. the sequel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he sees a bit of Kierkeis in the kid. And he also, like, psychs up the kid to become a doctor. Yeah. Like, he asks the kid what yeah, he no, wants to it, do with his life. And he's like, oh, he's become like, a doctor. Oh, I was and, thinking about doing med school. Good. Go ahead and do that. You're going to become my primary doctor. Well, I'm stupid as hell, so you may not want to do that right now. But <laughs> Yeah. And the thing, too, is that the kid's like, yeah, my my dad, who was a doctor, because, like, uh, I think Reinhardt asked, he's like, so are you, like, a real doctor or or what? And he's like, oh, no, all the real doctors died in battle, including my dad. But 
you got revenge for him, so thanks, I guess. He made I'm an offhanded comment that his mother might have also died in battle, I think. Yeah. Yeah. It sounded like that. Yeah, so he was just a war orphan who was considering becoming a doctor, I guess. And then, yeah, Reinhardt's like, all right, you're going to become a doctor. You're getting into the best school, and then you're my fucking guy. You take care of me. And the kid's just like, okay. What? You're putting an unrealistic yeah. amount of pressure on me. <laughs> yeah, like, uh... I mean, yes, sir. Um, and also one thing there in this episode is Murkatz finally got fed up with that legitimate government and says, uh, I'm just going to go back and join Yang because it's useless just sitting here doing nothing with these idiots. So mm-hmm. he, got, I guess he's going back to help uh, Yang with the fighting. Just Yang, yeah. So I got That's, my... Uh, episode 49. Yeah, I, I got think. my notes out of order. Episode 50 is the one with the supply thing. So yeah, the Galactic Empire needs to do supply runs because they're so far into the FPA territory. There was the scene of this Vice Admiral saying he's going to do a good job and then he immediately is getting attacked by Yang's forces. Uh, it's then a cut to Reinhardt dissing this dude. Well, it's not just that he says he'll do a good job. It's that he's like, I'm so sure I'll do a good job. This will be free. Piss easy. No worries, Reinhardt. I got this in the bag. Yeah, he's like... Reinhardt's like... He's really proud yeah, of himself. Yeah, he's just being really cocky. Yeah, he's being really sure of himself and, like, kind of underestimating the opponent entirely. And then, yeah, like, and then it just cuts to him back, like, kneeling in front of Reinhardt. And Reinhardt's like, what the fuck, guy? You were so fucking, you thought you were hot <laughs> you shit. You said you had this, my dude. <laughs> uh, okay, now I'm actually mad. It's been a while. Actually mad at you. <laughs> fucking take this, get this guy out of my goddamn sight. Like, it's just... Yeah. Yeah. So this is part of Yang's strategy of doing hit and run stuff. And the Galactic Empire does not know where the Free Planet Alliance fleet is. Like after the first battle and after they, uh, after Yang left Heinison, like the fleet just kind of disappears. So like, I think he even makes a joke about saying how a regular army is doing guerrilla hit and run tactics at some point. Um, so the rest of this episode is mostly Yang styling on some of the vice admirals in um, Reinhardt's fleet. Uh, there's a battle where Yang lines himself up with the black hole to his back, and the Free Planet Alliance charges and pushes the Galactic Empire towards the black hole. I think this is a uh, that Stalin-looking dude he's fighting at this point. Forgot that guy. Um, not not yet. This is a slightly hell? different dude. Um, I I had his name earlier. I can't remember it. Yeah, but he uh, it's Yang basically styles this dude into a black hole. Yeah, he's like, like, oh, he's sitting there, huh? He's got a black hole to his back. That's weird. Okay, we'll go over there and surround him. And then Yang just punches right through the middle and then encircles him. And it's like, fuck, now we're against the black hole. Yeah, and then so. Oh, no, cross myself up. (laughs) Oh, no. The old switcheroo. Now I gotta deal with with Yang pressure in the corner. This sucks. (laughs) And the greatest part is after, like, so the Galactic Empire ships are trying to break out away from the black hole. Reinhardt or not, Yang knows that there's a relief fleet coming to help this dude, so he just kind of leaves. And then the Galactic Empire, since they've been so busy dealing with the black hole situation, don't realize that the fleet in front of them is now a relief fleet. So the two fire on each other and they have friendly fire casualties. Yeah, that's where the Stalin type guy showed up. Yeah. Mm. Who, um, also, who also beefed it really bad at Iserlone. So that dude's track record ain't looking too hot. Uh, so uh, there's yeah, a, Reinhardt. We cut to Reinhardt like. And he's doing the thing where he's, like, tapping his fingers repeatedly and, like, rubbing his locket with a picture of Kirky Ice in it and just kind of, like, clearly getting impatient. And I think, I want to say it's Ruinthal who's, like, standing next to him and clearly takes notice. And, like, Oberstein, I think, like, mentions it. He's like, 
uh, sir, please be patient. Do not yeah. do anything. So rash, yeah, he please. yells at those commanders who fucked up, and it was I think it was Hilda that did yeah, the talking Hilda, to because she's Hilda the second ranker out of his, now. He had like some severe punishment things in mind, and Hilda talked him out of it or most mm-hmm. of it. Um, there's a scene of Rutenthal and Mittmeyer drinking. Um, they know that Yang is gunning for Reinhardt because he. I, I guess everybody knows what everybody else's plans are in the mm-hmm. series. Um, they also, and for what it's worth, it is a pretty sensible thing. Yeah, I think is the whole. They're completely overwhelmed. This is basically their only chance. Yeah, yeah. Um, they also make note that the supply lines could lose them the war. Um, so Reinhardt also, I guess, kind of knows this. So he uh, has this idea where he wants to raid supply bases. Um, the there's another f- fight between uh, the Free Planet Alliance fleet and I think it was Whalen that was doing it. So the Galactic Empire sees a fleet, a Free Planet Alliance fleet that has a bunch of supply containers, and they think that their supplies going towards the main fleet. So they steal them from the Free Planet Alliance, but in actuality, these containers are just filled with hydrogen, and it blows up Whalen's fleet. Yeah, Wallen like they they claim Wallen claimed all of this stuff from them. Like, wait a second, they gave this up way too easily. These must be tra- a trap. Blows them up, and of course they were way too close. Yeah, and so Ryan has to yell at him too, and it's obvious that Ryan's losing it at this point. He's getting really frustrated. Yeah, he, well, he starts even saying, he's just like, God damn it, this was the most obvious thing. I never would have fallen for that. God, why do I even have admirals if they can't go do anything right? Like, if I was there, and it's basically... The frustrations of anyone who has people who work under them. <laughs> it's just like, why would you not do exactly what I did, would do? Yeah, it's also because Reinhardt likes to micromanage this sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. And I guess, I mean, he also expects yeah. his fleet admirals to be good. But Yeah. So he's yeah. come up well, with an idea he, to kill he has the He has the, uh, you know, the, the high bar set by Kirky Ice still in his head. And unfortunately, now that Kirky Ice is dead, there will never be a chance for Kirky Ice to fail him. So he's got that, you know, perfect, that perfect, perfect ideal I- he expects everyone <laughs> the perfect, to. The perfected good boy. <laughs> the platonic Kirky The ice. perfect good boy, Kirky Ice. <laughs> the so, ideal boy. The toughest boy of them all. <laughs> so Reinhardt comes up with a plan to finally get Yang. Because, like, during all these scenes where he's frustrated, it's also very obvious he's frustrated at Yang for doing all this shit. And he sees him as, like, a challenge. So he comes up with this idea where he's going to send all of his vice admirals to go loot a whole bunch of different bases at the same time, leaving him defenseless. Yang obviously will have to jump in because he knows he's gunning for him. And then all these guys are not actually going to go loot these bases, but instead will just turn around after a set period of time and then they'll all just, you know, charge in on him and kill him. Um, this, of course... Um, makes all pretty much every single admiral concerned about his well-being because they know that if they're not there and Ryan kills him, there's going to be problems. Or Yang kills him. Uh, Hilda doesn't want him to do that at all. and He just wants him to go capture Heinesen because then Yang will have to stop if, you know, the capital gets captured. Yeah, uh, just end the war. Yeah. Like, Hilda's just like, just can't take the capital and they can't do anything. Yeah, like, but Reinhardt is very, win. I don't know, honor-bound single-mindedly focusing on trying to defeat just, Yang. He still has beaten Yang. It's just this yeah. phantom at this point. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's tearing him apart because he's he's very much a military commander first and a political commander second, and his need to fight, his stupid nobility, like his nobility honor, his dumb nobility honor is getting to him. Yeah. 
And there's a funny scene at the end of this as all the admirals go to do their supply raids. Uh, Rutenthal's wondering what would happen if he didn't turn back. <laughs> yes, we'll all turn back as planned. But what if we didn't? <laughs> what if I were to not turn around and disguise it as my own plan? Excellent. <laughs> So, uh, episode 51 starts off with Yang talking to Frederica. Um, they know... Wait, is this the second episode that's literally ended with Rutenthal being like, what if I took over? Because there was the one where it was like the firing line and he, he walked he's, away and he's like... He's, he's mumbled he's about like, it like two or three times. Yeah. Yeah. It's just that, I think it was specifically the, the second time at the very last line of the episode that he's done it, which mm-hmm. is great. So, uh, Yang's talking with Frederica. They know what the... Free plan- or what the Galactic Empire is doing. Um, they know also that Ryan is probably going to start heading towards Heineson to make it look like they're all trying to do separate stuff at the same time to split up the fleet. Um, Julian walks in. He asks Yang. Yang asks his opinion. He knows it's a trap. Everybody knows it's a trap, but Yang also knows it's the best chance at winning, and so he's kind of willingly jumping into the trap. Um, so there's a uh, so scene of the Free Planet Alliance knowing that this is going to be the final battle, pretty much take some R&R on some asteroid base that they're kind of restocking at. Um, it's a very obvious scene of Frederica putting on some makeup and then going into Yang's room. Um, because Yang, like, called her up with no reason yeah, behind it. <laughs> so personally, it was pretty obvious. private room. Um, yeah. He, it's, Yang is super awkward during this entire conversation here and it's obvious that he is going to confess his love to her uh it's the most awkward proposal i think of all time um <laughs> and it's like played out really well also, because of how he keeps rambling <laughs> yeah and frederica's response to it is so good because he's just kind of like yeah i think it would be cool if we'd have like a life together and you know i just wanted to propose and she's just like yeah, I mean, if we added both of our pensions together, we could probably retire pretty comfortably. That sounds dope, yeah, sure. And I know there's the whole age <laughs> difference. Oh, my parents were about eight years apart. It's no big deal. Um, uh, you, you never said yes or no? Huh? Oh, uh, sure, yeah. Yeah, so <laughs> they are, I guess, engaged. Um, it's funny because it immediately cuts to Julian walking into, I guess, a bar someplace with a concern there, and he just slams fucking two fingers of whiskey. <laughs> and uh Kazern's like asked Julian's like so how did it go and Julian's like well it's basically a happy event <laughs> and then yeah Kazern's just like okay so you had a thing for her that's all right my man I understand it happens and then just like hands him a thing of whiskey and then he slams it again and then he's just like all right yeah and then pours like half a finger and waters it down <laughs> up to it and then just starts watering it down more and more till it's like a splash of whiskey and like three quarters water just over yeah they make a joke the wonder if they'll still address each other by their titles and uh Kazurin says that he did that with his wife when he first started living with her um after some time um it goes to the showdown that's brewing i have the note showdown in the vermilion star zone which totally sounds like a star fox level <laughs> yeah uh, <laughs> be so good uh so the free plot alliance has a bunch of scouts everywhere because they want to know when ryan's going to show up and where he is um both sides are getting ready. Both sides know this is going to be like decisive in the end of this war. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, Yang knows that he has to do this fast because he knows that the other ships eventually, you know, the other F fleet admirals are going to turn around and do like a pincher attack on them. So they have to make this real quick. Um, there's a, 
Yang is talking to the fleet about all these plans and stuff, and it's obvious that like he's Yang, so like he isn't sure about himself and anything because Yang always double guesses himself. And Shenkap tells him that he mm-hmm. needs to be a better leader and be sure of himself because if he isn't, then the people under him are going to question his actions. Though he also says it's good that he's not you know foolhardy about this because makes it so people can't provoke him. Mm-hmm. Um. During the, I have the quote here that says, being ruled by the worst democracy is still better than living under the best autocracy. And like I forgot who said that, but I thought it was good, so I put it in there. <laughs> it was probably Yang. Yeah. Because Yang's pretty... I think it was during the conversation with Shenkop there. Yeah, Shenkop was when he and were talking. Advocate. I was going to say, for what it's worth, I think half of the conversations between Shenkop and Yang are literally Shenkop slowly worming his way to the sentence... Hey, dictator Yang sounds pretty... Hey, you want to be a dictator? How about Kaiser Yang? Have you considered being a dictator? And Yang's just like, Shankop, fuck off! It's pretty good being, <laughs> it's pretty good being the boss of everybody on, this, on the ship. What if you were the boss of everybody? Fuck off, Shankop! <laughs> just putting it out there. So, just thought I'd say it out loud, you know? <laughs> the beginning of the battle is uh, pretty conservative because both sides don't want to be tricked by the other. And they're waiting for the reactions of the fleet. It's interesting because they show the difference in style between the, uh, the the two sides in that Reinhardt's getting real mad at his subordinates for doing a shitty job because he always micromanages everything. And Yang's just kind mm-hmm. of, you know, oh, you know, do whatever. You guys know what you want to do because he's hands off and kind of not apathetic, but he, he, he has that, you know, non-caring, you know, say la vie and attitude. And it's weird how, because it's such a reversal of how it was, because yeah. Reinhardt's clearly getting very frustrated, but Reinhardt, like, took a ton of pride in, you know, making sure and hand-picking every single person he could to be the best, right? Like, that yeah. was a big part of what helped him rise to power. So now seeing it kind of break down seems to be cracking him very, very quickly. Whereas, like, yeah, Yang has been letting these people do their own thing for long enough that maybe a couple of them are starting to become competent that even in this serious last moment yang's like yeah no go for it guys you've learned you've gotten better so uh so several of the galactic empire guys are getting antsy and of course yang styles on them and this amuses oberstein (laughs) uh during all this uh during the fleet it's actually interesting that yang starts getting the upper hand in the battle and the end of this episode's interesting because, like, most of these fleet battles, they kind of show from the outside perspective of just ships exploding and people yelling orders at each other. But the end of the episode starts getting really graphically violent of people getting, like, the just enlisted really guys. Really graphic. Mm-hmm. Really, really graphic, to be clear. Like, there's one scene in particular of, like, a burning hallway with a bunch of dudes, like, impaled by random shrapnel. And then there's a guy with his entire bottom half missing, like, with his guts hanging out, like, dragging himself along the floor with his hands, like, screaming and crying. Yeah, there's, like, dudes getting trapped in airlocks and then being roasted alive and people's faces just melting off. It's really bad. And, like, the narrator starts saying... It seems like they're trying to just get across the point of, like, hey, don't romanticize this too much. Like, please, I know you all want to wow cool robot this so fucking bad, but no. (laughs) Like, remember, this is about how war sucks ass (laughs) yeah and the narrator says in order to bring about the high principles that they care about those in charge must burn countless men alive and 
it go it shows a picture of like trunit's portrait burning and it says like those far from the line of battle don't see the impact of the principles and that's what sets reinhardt apart because he sees everything he's on the front line himself and he's and he wants to be on the front line on top of it yeah so like he understands the cost of his actions yeah unlike the people in the free planet alliance government and it also shows that uh, one of the things that shows yang uh, on the bridge of his ship just like you know remorseful of all the death he's causing and this, the narrator, like, flat out says that he didn't seek a relationship with Frederica because he felt guilty that he would be happy while other people are dying and being sent to their yeah. deaths. So it's just an interesting, you know, I don't know, introspective moment. in. It's a character moment, you know. yeah, that, like, y- you know, the, Yang is, like, legitimately very upset about these actions, like, it's even if they are the, the, morally ambiguous. Yeah, like, the two sides, like, Yang and Reinhardt, respectively, each have things going for them where you kind of want to see their ideals prevail. Like, Reinhardt's brought a lot of happiness to a lot of people in his, you know, government that wouldn't have, you know, been there before. He did a lot of reforms and all that. But at the end, he's still kind of a bloody dictator, and then, like, Yang on the other mm-hmm. side just wants to live, like, a quiet life and everything. He's very remorseful and caring to the people under him. But at the same time, he's also kind of aloof of the problems that are going on. And he really doesn't take a lot of charge when he could have. Mm-hmm. And he's also very, very reluctant to do that. Like, the, I think a big part of it, of everyone, uh, like, mentioning, you know, hey, do you want to be dictator Yang is... It's important to have it said out loud of, like, no, because it's very easy to get frustrated when Yang's not yeah, taking control of everything when he clearly could. Like, even in the military situations, there's been a number of times where, like, Bukok and Yang have had their hands tied by random bullshit. Yeah, it's, you know, I mean, so. Yang could easily, I mean, within the context of the series, become some sort of political leader, whether it's democratically or authoritarianly. And, like, solve a lot of problems of the people under him by doing so. But he doesn't want to because he wants to, mm-hmm. you know, lead a quiet life. So it, it's interesting to see the two contrasts between the leaders there at the end of that episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, 52 starts out with a brief break in the battle. Um, Yang wishes he had more ships. But then again, who doesn't wish they have more ships? Um, He's basically stating, like, because I think it might have been a discussion with someone of just, like, Hey, do you think we're going to win this? And he's just like, we don't have nearly enough, man. If we had more ships, yeah, I could definitely get in there and end this damn thing. But like, uh, if only I had 2,000, 3,000, more, 4,000, maybe, damn it. Oh, I wish we had ships. Like, it's, he's obviously very frustrated at it, yeah. So the Free Plot Alliance ends up charging. And earlier when Reinhardt was talking about the strategy of how, you know, his vice admirals are going to go out and raid supply bases and stuff. He also talked about a thin lines strategy where he was going to line instead of having a big you know bunch of ships in his fleet go straight at Yang's fleet. He was going to send them up in like a bunch of like overlapping layers where the Free Planet Alliance would break through the first line. That line would scatter, go to the back of the line and regroup. And then the next one would go forward. So basically just kind of taking the resources from the front and then gathering them into a more solid and strong formation and like the, letting Yang break through repeatedly. Yeah, like the break idea through is in finger quotes, but just kind of picking them off a little bit and like wearing them down and making them keep performing operations nonstop without break for as long as possible. Yeah, and Reinhardt that knows kind of like the whole idea behind this formation is to just stall. Because Reinhardt knows that in a straight battle, it's kind of risky. He could go 50-50. And he knows in this sort of formation, he's eventually going to lose. But he's just stalling for time so the other admirals can turn around and save him. 
since it's mm -hmm. part of the trap. So um, it, Yang has broken through like eight of these lines at this point. Murkat says it's like an onion and that he's never going to get to the center. Uh, Julian mm -hmm. knows that uh, the, the Empire's trying to break down the FPA's endurance because they're just constantly fighting. There's uh, some scene of Popov wrecking dudes, but when he goes back onto the ship, he notes that like all of his other like squadrons have died around him. And he just starts mm -hmm. drinking straight out of a flask. Also, Conan, yeah. who you've seen it being his buddy throughout the entire series so far, he ended up dying in the previous scene. They didn't even show it. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, Popelon asks too. He's like, "What did uh, what did it take? Take him down? How many?" He's like, "What?" He's like, "How many fucking ships did it take to shoot down my friend? Tell me." And he's like. Oh, well, he got caught up in Destroyer Fire, actually. The cruiser, yeah. And, <laughs> yeah, and, like, Cruiser Fire. And Poplon, for a second, like, seems really pissed at this, that, you know, he died to, like, such bullshit Something that he was just kind of, like, a stray laser. Yeah. Yeah, and, uh, but then he's just like, Cruiser, huh? Well, guess I'm going to go blow up every single goddamn cruiser they have. See ya. Just, like, slams the whiskey and is like, all right, well, let's go. Like, he just clearly is, yeah, not too, not too glad. But he's, like, trying to you know, get some kind of honor or relief for the fact that his best friend just, yeah, it's, basically got... I think he's got, at the bargaining phase of grief at that yeah, point. His, his best friend just got, like, randomed. Like, that's the, that's what sucked, was it wasn't, like, a dog fight, which Popelon, like, obviously, that's what his ideals are. And then it's just like, no, it's just random fire from a battleship. Yeah, the yeah. battleship was <laughs> probably aiming at a ship in his, in, in it, and he was in the trajectory and just yeah, got just wrong place, it. wrong time. Mm -hmm. So Yang knows that this strategy of trying to go through these onion layers is not going to work. So he t backs off for a bit and they retreat to an asteroid belt. Um, the, uh, Reinhardt doesn't know what Yang's planning. He knows Yang's always planning some bullshit, but like he just has to be patient at this point. Like he can't charge into this asteroid belt, so he just sits there. The people on the line send out a flag, uh, flanking force to try to go around. So of course the Galactic Empire turns all of their ships to go with it to protect against it. But this flanking force is not actually Yang's full fleet. It's just some battleships towing asteroids behind it. And on, I guess on their radar scanners or whatever, it looks like the full fleet. And this is yeah, where... Yeah, it's just detected. Yeah, like, so every ship basically has, like, three or four ship-sized asteroids being daisy-chained behind them to try yeah. and make it seem like it's, like, a fuck-ton of ships. And it takes them... What kills me is they have this radar... No one bothered to like look outside. Look. <laughs> yeah, like no one just busted out the telescope and checked. Just like, oh, weird. These ships seem to be in a really tight formation. Can we get a verification on those are rocks? Like, no one took the time, yeah. guys. So the real <laughs> fleet for the Free Planet Alliance is on the other side. So Reinhardt's whole strategy of the fleet formation thing isn't going to work anymore. It's also funny because the flanking, the fake fleet, throws their asteroids at the Galactic Empire fleet, and there's, like, shots of these ships getting blown up by just rocks hitting them. Um, mm -hmm. The Free Planet Alliance turns in and starts firing. Um, they, they're fucking shit up big time, and Ryan knows that he's screwed. Um, the underlings, uh, like, Frederica, or not Frederica, uh, Hildegard and uh, Oberstein want Ryan to escape on a shuttle, but he says, no, he's not leaving a ship. He's um, just kind of like, if I do leave... I lose all power anyway. Something. Like, if I run from this, it's all over. And they're like, no, it's not. Like, you're a leader that's beloved. People will be okay with the fact that a battle went wrong. Like, it, they'll be mad. 
So but there was it's s- not the end. Something <laughs> interesting about this. Um, right before there's like a close call, you know, with the ship blowing up right in front of them. Right before this happens, um, one of the underlings near Reinhardt, like two of them, give like a quick glance, and I think it was hinted that one of them was going to pretty much grab him and take him to you know a shuttle because there was like just just this look of yep, yeah, go ahead and do it. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, one of the dudes starts moving toward Reinhardt, and then there's, you know, an Alliance ship that appears right in front of him at that point. Like, oh, yeah. fuck. So it looks like Reinhardt's finished, but right at the last second, Muller came to, comes in and saves the day. Um, he flanks the Free Planet Alliance, which is flanking Reinhardt. And um, there's a cut to earlier when Muller is one of the admirals, obviously, that's going to raid the supply bases around the Free Planet Alliance. The only reason he got back fast enough to help Reinhardt is because the base he was writing just straight up surrendered. Um, it shows a scene of the uh, Free Planet Alliance base commander uh, surrendering to Muller because he is concerned about the treatment of his troops. He doesn't want them all to die. And so it wasn't like a bad choice on his part. It just happened to butterfly effect into Mueller got back early enough to keep Yang from killing Reinhardt, yeah. which is... And it's, it, the narrator says, like, historians will later wonder if, you know, his decision to surrender to Moeller would affect, could have out, affected the outcome of the fleet differently because it was at this point posed for Yang going to win. But um, mm-hmm. Mueller, even though he comes back and saves Reinhardt from death, uh, his fleet is still getting rocked pretty big time because uh, his fleet is smaller than the Free Planet Alliance one. And, um, oops, there's my phone. Uh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Yang so pranks. even though he's uh, helping... Yang pranks. Can I get an explanation of how Yang pranks Mueller here? It, it, the prank part, I don't remember. Um, he charged it... Well, the first thing is that like during this, Yang kind of concentrates fire on Mueller's ship because he wants him out of the picture. And mm-hmm. Mueller abandons ships and goes to a different ship, and then they blow that one up, and he goes like four ships later until the, 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 he can find the ship that isn't being blown up. <laughs> uh, he like got a nickname out of it so it all worked out yeah they called them like Ironsides or something like yeah, that Iron, Iron Shield, Shield Mueller I think it was um, but yeah he the end of this episode ends on a cliffhanger because the Free Planet Alliance still has the upper hand and is in firing range of Reinhardt's ship at this point and then it cuts off fuck and that was the last episode <laughs> we watched yep. and I think uh the next episode is going to be a, a different one, I think, is what we agreed upon, right? Because it's just going to be, yeah, uh, so what episode, is it, like 53 and 54? Yeah, 54, 54 is the, is the end, end of season, season two. two. And it's also kind of okay. the end of the plot arc of what's going on here. So uh, I think next episode we're just going to do a recap of those two and then just kind of have a discussion of what we've seen so far of the series, the first two. Yeah, first two we've established enough information that we could probably have like a legit pretty good talk about the politics and how we're feeling about different characters' beliefs and, like, how things can shake out from here, stuff like that. Because uh, we haven't really had... Uh, we haven't taken a moment to, like, properly reflect. Yeah. And if we just do, like, two episodes, it'll probably give us plenty of time to do it. And, yeah, that was the... Unfortunately, that was the end of what we watched. <laughs> what a son of a bitch to end on. Holy shit. <laughs> God damn it. Yeah, they, they like teasing the cliffhangers in this a bit. Like legit, when we uh, when we were watching it live, I'm pretty sure as soon as it ended and it was the last episode, I think I did a cuss out loud, <laughs> very very loud. I was just like motherfucker because like it was 
I thought it was going to be the end of the season, uh, and it was extremely not the end I of the season. I think the last shot of that episode is like the crosshairs on Reinhardt's ship. Like they ended something like, like they did that? the fleet yeah. view or something like that, yeah. Uh, so we'll see what happens to our golden boy here. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's hard to even guess, right? Because like the way they've set this up, it feels like someone is going to die. And the question is, is it Reinhardt or is it Yang or is it neither or the, the very exciting case? This Both. Ru- this root and all mode. That would be a hell of a thing if it ended up just becoming the Julian and Ruinthal show. <laughs> and then, like, Julian and Frederica dealing with the fact that Yang is gone and, like, the weirdness that would arise. And then Ruinthal and Mittenmeyer fighting over it. Yeah. Uh, alternate. That's what's fucked up. You could actually have a solid show happen after Yang and Ryan die simultaneously. And like, Ryan Tall is just sitting there kind of like, well, we can, we can just, you know, fix this up and win the war. Or should we? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, fucking Ruinthal. Just, huh? I could eat a ham and cheese sandwich for lunch, but should I? <laughs> <laughs> but I still have leftovers. <clears throat> a smart show. I'll yeah. see you next so week. next time we'll be fifty three, fifty four, and just thinking about stuff. Yeah. Or is and, it? And uh, hey, if. If you aren't already, uh, go ahead and just subscribe on whatever you're listening to, whether it be Google Play, iTunes, or, you know, Podbean, which is apparently a thing. You got that, you want that bean. (laughs) The good bean. Yeah, if you, you know, if you want to get the RSS feed in your bean, good news. (laughs) Uh, And thanks for everyone who uh, took the time to actually leave uh, reviews on iTunes and Google Play, etc., etc. Super appreciated. Uh, And, uh, yeah, until next time. Spanime? Spanime. I wasn't sure if you were waiting. Space anime! (laughs) There we go.